48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. Boris Johnson's governing Conservative Party cruises to a resounding victory in the British general election. The US and China close in on an initial trade deal, sending markets soaring. And locally, the Security Bureau reveals that it's paid police officers almost a billion dollars in overtime in the past six months. The governing Conservative Party in Britain is on course to trounce the opposition Labour Party in the general election. With more than half the votes counted, Labour has lost swathes of its traditional heartland to the Conservatives. They're predicted to win a majority of more than 50 seats. The Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, said he'd won a powerful new mandate to get Brexit done and unite the country. I want to thank the people of this country for turning out to vote in a December election that we didn't want to call, but which I think has turned out to be a historic election that gives us now, in this new government, the chance to respect the democratic will of the British people, to change this country for the better, and to unleash the potential of the entire people of this country. The Labour leader, Jeremy Corbyn, described it as a very disappointing night for his party. Some party members have called for his immediate resignation. But in a speech to supporters, he said he would not step down straight away. I want to also make it clear that I will not lead the party in any future general election campaign. I will discuss with our party to ensure there is a process now of reflection on this result and on the policies that the party will take going forward. And I will lead the party during that period to ensure that discussion takes place and we move on into the future. In Scotland, the leader of the pro-European Liberal Democrats, Jo Swinson, lost her seat to the resurgent Scottish National Party. Exit polls predicted that the SNP would win more than 50 of Scotland's 63 parliamentary seats. That's likely to rekindle calls for a second referendum on Scottish independence. With his assessment of the results, here's the BBC's Mike Sanders. The Conservatives' triumphs in constituencies that have backed Labour for decades, places such as Workington in the North West, Labour since the First World War, bar a year or two, or Wrexham, solidly red since 1935, where voters elected the first ever female Conservative MP in Wales. Labour's traditional blue-collar power base rejected what they perceived as the party's backtracking on Brexit. Jeremy Corbyn's leadership was another major issue. The result empowers the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, to see through whichever kind of Brexit he sees fit. He'll take Britain out of the European Union by the end of January. In financial news, the US President Donald Trump has reportedly approved a trade deal in principle with Beijing. Under the agreement, the US would suspend tariffs that were due to take effect on Sunday. In return, China promises to buy more agricultural products from the United States. Here's the BBC's Krishma Vazwani. President Trump has indicated an agreement between Beijing and Washington is imminent. On Thursday, he tweeted that the US and China are getting very close to a big deal. And if the reports are true, then at the very least, the tariffs on $160 billion worth of Chinese goods will no longer go ahead this Sunday. That will come as a relief to US consumers because many of the products on that list were everyday items like smartphones, children's books, footwear and clothing. 
But while investors are feeling optimistic, the main sticking points between China and the US have yet to be resolved. News of the trade deal has boosted markets across the region this morning. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 27,537. That's 541 points up on the previous close. Turnover was $59.5 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.6 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 11 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 50 cents. To local news, the Security Bureau says the police force has paid officers a total of $950 million in overtime allowances over the past six months. In a document to LegCo's Finance Committee, the Bureau said on average about 11,000 officers received extra payments each month. It said the money was given only when granting time off in lieu wasn't possible. Meanwhile, several members of the Defend Hong Kong campaign have gathered outside LegCo this lunchtime to express support for the police. They said they strongly opposed a pandemocratic proposal to exclude the police from from a funding request for higher civil service pay. The education sector lawmaker Epkin Ewan says he's worried more teachers will be suspended amid the ongoing political unrest. The Education Bureau says it's been notified that a teacher who's been charged with possessing instruments fit for unlawful purpose has been suspended from duty by his school. The Bureau made the request this week, but denied it amounted to a punishment. Mr Ebb criticised the suspension, saying the teacher won't be paid and should be considered innocent until proven guilty. The Education Bureau has publicly urged the School Management Committee to suspend the teacher's uh, duty. Uh, So other schools might follow that example, not because... The decision is good, it's proper. No, we have no information about that. But uh, the influence would be from the Education Bureau and also from the Chief Executive. You know, they said, you know, oh, we, uh, we better you know, make a harsher uh, decision for teachers. So that would affect the fairness of the decisions. The Customs Department says it has seized the largest haul of counterfeit medicine in a decade. It came from drugstores who worked with a syndicate to target traders who buy goods for resale on the mainland. Some 2.4 million tablets and 470 litres of fake drugs for rheumatism and other illnesses were confiscated. Their market value was $13.7 million. Officers raided pharmacies in Xinxi, Yunlong and Jordan on Tuesday, as well as a Chaiwan industrial building that was used for storage and packaging. Seven people, including the alleged mastermind, were arrested. Guy Fong, the department's head of intellectual property investigation, said the drugs were packaged to look like genuine ones. We believe these drug stores, they would select their target customers. They do not provide these counterfeit medicines to an average customer. They would take a look at the profile of the customer. If they believe these guys, they are not shop enough or they tend to believe they are mainland um, parallel import um, traders, they would recommend these counterfeit medicines to them. Overseas, New Zealand's military has airlifted six bodies from White Island after Monday's volcanic eruption there. The police commissioner, Mike Bush, said the high-risk operation went to plan but was not over yet. The environment that those staff encountered was unpredictable, challenging, and those staff showed absolute courage in order to ensure that those six people were returned 
to their loved ones. Mr Bush said every effort will be made to recover two victims who are still unaccounted for. The Chilean government says it would be practically impossible for anyone to have survived a military plane crash on Monday in the sea off Antarctica. 38 people were on board the Hercules cargo plane, which was heading to a base in the Antarctic. The armed forces chief said human remains had been found next to the debris. Here's the BBC's Katie Watson. In a sombre press conference and flanked by military officials, General Arturo Merino said the country shared the pain of the families involved. Time heals some of that pain, he said, reassuring them that their loved ones' lives weren't lost in vain. The wreckage was located in the Drake Passage, some 500 kilometres off the coast of Chile. Authorities say they'll do everything to ensure a thorough investigation that will establish the causes of the accident. EU leaders meeting in Brussels have agreed to set a goal to make the European Union carbon neutral by 2050. The new European Council president tweeted, Nothing worth having comes easy, but we did it. But Poland, which relies heavily on coal, has been exempted. The authorities in the United States are treating a deadly attack on a kosher grocery store in New Jersey on Monday as an act of domestic terrorism. The state's Attorney General, Gerber Grewell, gave this statement to the media. The evidence points towards acts of hate. I can confirm that we're investigating this matter as potential acts of domestic terrorism, fueled both by anti-Semitism and anti-law enforcement beliefs. The International Federation of the Red Cross says hunger caused by drought in southern Africa is threatening the lives of millions of people across the region. The head of the Red Cross, Michael Charles, said the severity of the drought and the scale of food shortages were unprecedented in the region. Here's the BBC's Imogen Folks. The Red Cross describes Southern Africa's drought as unprecedented, with catastrophic effects on food supplies. Families are going two to three days at a time without eating. Entire herds of livestock have been wiped out. And as the lean season approaches, farmers have nothing to sell and therefore no money to buy food to tide them over. The Red Cross has already launched an emergency appeal for Zambia, where 2.3 million people are suffering food shortages. Now it is widening that appeal to eight countries across southern Africa. Myanmar's de facto leader Aung San Suu Kyi has urged judges at the International Court of Justice in The Hague to drop the genocide case against her country's military. She described the soldiers' actions against Rohingya Muslims as a counter-terrorism operation. The BBC's Nick Beek reports. For the third consecutive day, Aung San Suu Kyi took her seat in the Great Hall of Justice, a monument to global peace and harmony. Its idealism has jarred with the brutality of the crimes she has chosen to come and listen to this week. All the evidence will now be considered by the judges who will decide if the 600,000 Rohingyas still living in Myanmar's troubled Rakhine state need protection from an ongoing threat of genocide. An ICJ emergency ruling cannot be enforced and is unlikely to change the lives of stateless Rohingya on either side of the Myanmar-Bangladesh border. Now to sports, here's Atom Chung. We start with football. Manchester United and Arsenal will both advance to the knockout stages of the Europa League as group winners. United score four times in 11 second-half minutes as they thrash AZ Alkmaar 4-0 at Old Trafford to finish four points ahead of their Dutch opponents. Mason Greenwood scored twice in that game. It was United's biggest win in Europe since 2016 when they beat Feyenoord by the same score. By placing first in their group, United can avoid the likes of Benfica 
Benfica, Ajax, and Inter Milan in the last 32 draw. Manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer praised his players for the effort they put in throughout the group stage. So far, yeah, it's been uh, it's, it's, they've done gr- uh, great. The boys, they uh, and the, the t- team in Astana as well, they played really well. We've not that's the only game we've conceded in, and that's something we're proud of. Um, and. There's so many games. There's so many games in this league. So many games in December, especially. I think we have 11 in 34 or 35 days. So to have such a squad that you can rotate, change nine, and still win comfortably or four nil, it's it's a great testament to the players I have. Alkmaar qualified as runners-up. Their coach Arne Schlott says it was a close game until his team fell apart in the second half. When you want to have a result uh, at Old Trafford, um, you, you cannot uh, have a situation like this. But um, to be honest, the first 50 minutes, I think we played quite good. Um, I had the feeling that it was quite a close match. Both teams could score. And when you're 1-0 down and you have to win over here, it's going to be very difficult. And then the situation of the second goal comes. And afterwards, this was over for us. And United showed how good they were in that period. Arsenal also won their group. They came back from two goals down to draw 2-2 at Standard Liège. Alexander Lacazette and Buyako Saka scored for Arsenal. Their goals came four minutes apart late in the second half. Wolves had to settle for second in their group despite a 4-0 win over Besiktas. Braga beat Bratislava 4-1 to finish ahead of Wolves. The draw for the knockout stages in the Europa League and the Champions League will take place on Monday. In the NBA, the New York Knicks snapped a 10-game losing streak with an overtime victory on the road against the Golden State Warriors. It's a matchup between the two bottom clubs in their respective conferences. Marcus Morris led the Knicks with 36 points. Star rookie R.J. Barrett added 22 points and 10 rebounds as New York went on to win 124-122. Elsewhere, Joel Embiid had 38 points to help the Philadelphia 76ers get past the Boston Celtics 115 to 109. The Sixers have won four in a row. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, an update on our top story Boris Johnson's Conservative Party has been confirmed with an overall majority in the British general election. They now have 334 seats to the Labour Party's 199. Our other top stories the US and China close in on an initial trade deal, sending markets soaring across the region. And in local news, the Security Bureau reveals that it's paid police officers almost a billion dollars in overtime in the past six months of protests. And that's the news from RTHK.
afternoon and welcome to the 123 show. I'm Sadia Usmani. Thanks to Phil